Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your snackable afternoon podcast where we take celebrity news just seriously enough. I'm Key Reese and I work at Social Squad. And I'm Laura Brodnick. I'm Mamma Mia's entertainment editor. And on today's show, The Bachelor is back on our screens tomorrow. So what do we actually know about the ending? I'm scared that I might miss out on life. Anna Sorokin swindled New York's elite out of millions. So how is she getting a TV deal? Now, a German con artist who passed herself off as a wealthy heiress to swindle banks has been sentenced to a minimum of four years in prison. And why did Jennifer Lawrence actually leave Hollywood? Because I'm so miserable. But first, in news that might rival any royal wedding ever, two of YouTube's biggest stars got married in Vegas on Sunday. I now pronounce by the power vested in me, you may kiss the bride. Tana Mojo, who is a model and YouTuber best known for her storytime videos and her 4.6 million subscribers, married ex-Disney Channel star turned rapper Jake Paul, a man with 19.4 million subscribers. So the pair got engaged about five weeks ago and since then they've been planning their wedding on their channels like most normal people. Wedding dresses, tuxedos, best men. Cake, limos, bachelor parties, parties, jets. jets. Influencers. Money. Prina. Money. Sponsors. Sponsors. Strippers. You guys are going to be able to tune into the wedding, uh, like on a live stream, so be ready for that. Um, stay sexy, you party it. people. You really said it. What? You told them about the live stream. Yes. Oh my God, I'm nervous. Are we still trying to send it on? So, Laura, my friend who, lover of reality TV and YouTube stars, have you ever heard of these people before? Unfortunately, they've both their names have started to invade my news feeds over the last couple of weeks, mainly the lead up to this wedding and the fact that they both have famous exes or family. Yeah. So she used to date Bella Thorne, yeah. the ex-Disney actress who's been in the press a lot for her stuff lately and they had some big tearful breakup. And then his brother is a really infamous YouTube star as well. Is that right? Yeah, Logan. He's got a whole kind of bad boy thing going and yeah, and YouTube is considered to be a little bit rebellious we might say is it rebellious to go and video dead bodies hanging in a forest because he did that right i've got the right guy yeah yeah it's a little bit controversial let me give you a backstory of their kind of love timeline so then you can kind of draw your own um, good i'd love to know more about these people yeah let me set you up so it's all started with a bed so tana announced a breakup from one of her exes and in her first kind of comeback to social media she posted a selfie from a bed that was very recognizable to their combined like over 30 million followers and everyone knew it was jake's bed a few weeks later they started making videos together and then they launched their own merch which had their couple name Jana on it. Oh Jesus. A month later in June, Jake then got down on one knee at her 21st birthday party, which was coincidentally being filmed for her MTV reality TV show called Tana Turns 21. I'm married. All these people are only 21, of course. That makes so much sense. 21 and 22. So he's 22. 
And then he surprised her about a month later at VidCon, which is um, kind of YouTube's version of Comic-Con, a big kind of online video conference, delivering a loving but explicit poem in which he revealed their wedding date. Welcome to the Paul family. We welcome you with love. From the moment I met you, we fit like a glove. She's the yin to my yang and is always down to bang. Dear, dear Daily Mail, stop hating on the rank. From Calabasas to Vegas to getting blacked out, it's about all of our moments and not just the clout. Logan and Bella can hate, the world can question our fate. But on July 28th, you can all save the date. And yesterday was the 28th and it all happened and it was in the Graffiti Mansion in Las Vegas. It was streamed to 66,000 fans online who each paid $50 US to watch the ceremony. Okay, so there's only a few winners in this whole terrible saga and it's obviously this couple who have married just for money and publicity, am I right? And the people that sponsored the wedding because apparently inside it was like a really dingy hall and they had like just like a wedding cake and a few things kind of stashed in the corner and there was just merchandise labelling over everything. Thing. But I think the real losers you were saying are the people who paid the $50 to stream this and they have yeah. like, taken to Twitter as people do when they're angry to so they didn't get their money's worth. Which, if you'd asked any sensible person for that, would have said, do not spend $50 on this. Oh, no way. But I reckon this is definitely a promance, don't you think? We were talking oh, about yeah, this on Friday. It's like YouTube's it's not even like a bad. It's not even like a cleverly set up promance. Like, I feel like they've just, it's all out in the open for us to see. I've always had a fascination with space. As a kid, I remember vividly looking up at the stars. It's the unknown, it's the excitement, it's the mystery. Now I've turned that passion into my profession. As an astrophysicist, I get to basically research and try and find where other planets like Earth could exist. I am really proud of what I've achieved in my career so far, but at the end of the day, you can't have a cuddle with a PhD. The new season of The Bachelor starts tomorrow and I am so excited. I'm a massive Bachelor fan. Are you, Laura? Look, I don't think I can live in this country and work in this industry and not be a fan. But sure, I actually think that this guy is really nice. So I'm I'm here for a nice guy in a nice season. So his name is Matt Agnew. He's 31. He's from Melbourne and he is a astrophysicist. And he starts his journey tomorrow night on The Bachelor Australia. He'll actually be our guest tomorrow as well, which we're pretty excited about. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit. But there's a lot of excitement about this new season because he's the first kind of normal bloke we've had in a while. What do we know about the show so far? Okay, so a few details have leaked. So the biggest piece of information, which I think fans will be quite excited about, is that we know for sure that he does find love on the show. (gasps) So we're not going to have a honey badger situation. Um, Because he talked to Mamma Mia staff on the red carpet at the Logies um, a little while ago and said that he had met someone and they were still very happily together. So there's that. So that's nice. That's amazing. And Um, then a bride shows up? Yeah. So I I think this is probably just a stunt. Like it sounds like one of those girls who'll burn really bright and fast the last couple of episodes and go home. (laughs) Well, maybe she wins. Who would know? So apparently a bride shows up on the first, like the first like lot of girls, like that's the big entrance, the quirky person. And we also found there'll be intruders really early. I think it was the second day actually someone has um, like a TV guide or something like that has slips information that I think they released like the promo early um, people were talking about. Yes. So yeah, so we found there'll be actually be a whole lot of intruders coming in as early as the second day. So obviously that usually happens quite later in the season, but they're probably, you know, it's been on air a few years now, they're probably trying to mix it up a little bit, so that's fun. And Sportsbet, who do a lot of betting around who's going to win, have released some stats, and it looks like the winner will be a 
lady named Chelsea. Oh, you heard it here first, Laura Brodnick. Yeah, all up with the for a show I claim not to like or watch. I'm very up on all the details. Well, if you have any question that you'd like us to ask Matt tomorrow when he's in the studio, please email them to us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or call the pod phone on 02 now, a German con artist who passed herself off as a wealthy heiress to swindle banks, hotels and even close friends as she lived out a high-society, Instagram-ready fantasy has been sentenced to a minimum of four years in prison. 28-year-old Anna Sorokin looked despondent as the verdict was announced, holding back tears and keeping her eyes closed. Judge Diane Kiesel said Sorokin had been blinded by the glitter and glamour of New York City as she turned to fraud to finance a lifestyle she could never afford. Anna Sorokina, also known as Anna Sorokin, is a Russian-born fraudster. She moved to New York City in 2013 and created the fictitious identity of Anna Delvey, pretending to be a wealthy German heiress. In 2019, she was convicted of multiple counts of attempted grand larceny and theft of services. The world since has been enthralled by her story. And really interestingly, a photo editor at Vanity Fair, who was befriended by her and was scammed out of $62,000 wrote a memoir about her experience. And now a highly anticipated Netflix deal was announced, but it's looking like she won't actually be able to access any of that money. So I am a little bit across this, but I would love to learn more because I'm pretty much waiting for the Netflix special to come out for me to understand what's yeah, going on. Yeah, this story is so juicy and I love it. So um, pretty much what she did was just arrived in New York City and just had this really intricate web of like she made friends and she made acquaintances and she started like telling people she was making this amazing foundation. She told people that she met in New York that she had this huge trust fund overseas, that she was an heiress. And because she was staying in these really fancy hotels and hanging out with these really influential people and going on these big trips, Everyone just thought that she legitimately was very rich and they trusted her. But what was happening is that she had this this kind of scam network set up where she would get one friend to like, you know, they'd go on this big overseas holiday with private jets and stay in these fancy hotels and she'd say, it's all, I've paid for it all, don't worry about it. And then when they went to check out, she'd say to a friend like, oh, my like, card's frozen because it's through an overseas bank account. Can you just pay for it and I'll pay you back? So she dealt with a lot of different friends. She wrote, she had this scam going where she would write one check to cancel out another check, would stay in these fancy hotels and stuff kind of scamming them. So it all kind of came to a head. When she was arrested, now she's going to jail for like four to 12 years. So it went from, so she arrived in New York City in 2013. And when did she get busted? So it wasn't too, until 2019 she was convicted. Um, I think it was 2018 they caught her. So she so did keep this. a long yeah, time. Yeah, she kept this going for a long time. And sort of once she actually went to court and the stories started coming out, like, so like people started giving interviews about it, the Vanity Fair photo editor wrote this big memoir that was a really juicy beat read about, you know, my friend Anna and what she'd done to her and stuff. And so the details coming out. Of course, you know, people from Hollywood flock to this story straight away oh, yeah. because it's the perfect mix of like true crime and you've got the glittering New York backdrop and it's all very, you know, sensationalist and that sort of thing. Everyone was wondering which network was going to get it. And of course, it was the overlords at Netflix that came through. <laughs> so Anna signed a very lucrative deal with Netflix. And the big thing here was that it was meant to be Shonda Rhimes, who's obviously a TV genius and, you know, Grey's Anatomy, private practice scandal like all the big shows so she's gone over to Netflix now because they've apparently written her like a bit of a blank check and she can make anything she wants and this was going to be her first big production. I'm surprised she'd touch something like that. 
oh, no, that's what she does. She would be the best person to touch that because she's really good at that juicy real-life drama. But knowing someone's profiting from it? Like, I don't know, because obviously she's quite a... Yeah, but Olivia Pope's based off a real person from Scandal. And all the... I mean, obviously it's not the same thing. And also all the, like, the intern, the doctor stories on Grey's Anatomy are all based off real people. I mean, obviously this is a little bit different, but the story's out there and people were going to write about it anyway. But the crux of the Netflix deal was that they were going to get information from Anna herself, whereas other outlets and people... like Lena Dunham are just going to kind of do their projects around pieces like a Vanity Fair article that was released. So there's a lot of um, there's going to be a lot of Netflix movies and shows and stuff about her in the future. But the interesting thing that's come out this week, which is why she's kind of back in the news again, is that she's not actually going to be able to profit off the Netflix deal. So she's already received about thirty thousand dollars, which allegedly has gone directly to her lawyer to kind of cover her fees. And then the Attorney General's office is going to ask for that money back and. Well, might ask the money back, but they're reportedly keeping the rest of the huge sum, which is like up to $100,000. And it's because there's a law called Son of Sam's Law, which sounds like kind of biblical and stuff, but it's a, it's kind of off a past case of a serial killer who wasn't allowed to benefit from his oh, yeah. crime and stuff. Because I guess at the end, we see this a lot in like a lot of different cases of people committing these big crimes and then signing on for TV deals or book deals and that sort of stuff. But the, the same thing, thing is, happened with Chappelle Corby. Remember? Yes, that's exactly yeah. it. She's like, keep the money because I guess they're thinking you can't then commit a crime and then owe this money to this amount of people if, if that's the case like she still obviously owes all these banks and people huge amounts of money and then profit off it so there is this law that can stop that from happening so it looks like the Netflix deal is going ahead but in terms of her money and her profiting off it which people were kind of really interested in doesn't look like that's happening. Interesting well I for one cannot wait for this Netflix thing to come out. Oh me too. So uh, let's see, you're taking a year off. I was, yeah. Why? What? Because I'm so miserable. No, I'm kidding. Um, what, are you, what, are you gonna, what do you mean taking a year off? I'm not. I'm not. I'm still developing things. I just, I'm not going to be like on set. Actress Jennifer Lawrence, who rose to fame in Katniss in the Hunger Games franchise and also won an Oscar for her performance in Silver Linings Playbook, has announced her comeback, signing on to a, at the moment, untitled thriller from first-time director Lila Neuerberger. So her films have grossed over $6 billion worldwide and she was the highest paid actress in the world in 2015 and 2016. But her last two movies came out in 2017 and for the last year and a half, we haven't really heard much about her. Laura, where did Jennifer Lawrence go and why? So there was kind of a big deal around this when she first announced in March of last year that she was going to be stepping away from the spotlight. And even though it seems like she's been around a little bit because a few of her projects have come out since then, like you were saying, she hasn't actually been on a film set shooting or in a lead role since 2017. And for an actress who was on such a high career trajectory and who was making that amount of money and who won those amount of awards, it's it's quite a strange thing for her to take that time off. And she gave a few different reasons for it. I mean, she kind of joked, um, on the Stephen Colbert show that it was because she was so miserable. And and while it's a joke, I feel like there's also a hint of truth to that because there had been a pretty difficult lead up to her 
for that time. So um, kind of taking it all the way back, she had a breakdown in her Oscar night, which she's spoken about at length, that, you know, she kind of finally did win this big award and then was really emotional and sobbing about it, thinking, what does it all mean? Because she's spoken a lot in the past that she has a lot of mental health issues and a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression. So I think that all came to a head on her Oscar win. And I mean, I think a lot of people have forgotten about this, but I'm sure she hasn't. There was that big nude photo scandal. Leak oh, when I remember her, yeah, that. When that she was, was really with, sad. I know that was horrible. And um, when she was dating Nicholas Holt, she sent him some images of her naked and they were hacked and spread across the internet. So I think she came out really strongly about yeah, that, which I really loved did. her for. Yeah. She basically said, if you look at the photos, you know, that, that's a sex crime, which she's absolutely correct about. And then she had a breakup with Nicholas Holt and her next boyfriend. And on top of that, the two movies that she released after that both Mother and Red Sparrow um, got really bad reviews and um, did badly at the box office. And look, all these things together, I mean, I know it sounds like a lot listing them out like that wouldn't have been such a bad thing. But then I think she just, she gave this interview and she just said, I don't know, I'm going to be developing things and talking to kids about, you know, corruption. Wait, wait, what? And she's actually been doing something really interesting. She's been working, so she hasn't been doing nothing with her time. I mean, she has gotten engaged, and we'll get to that. Yes, to cook <laughs> we'll Mulroney. Get, we'll get to that in a second. But so she's actually been working with this company that um, works to pass anti-corruption legislation at a state level. And before she went on her big break, she said that what she wanted to do was travel around to schools, not high schools, but primary schools, because she's like, we've got to start them young yeah. and actually talk to them about corruption in government and who they should vote for so that, we ne- that they never get a president like Donald Trump again. So... I feel like she's been using her time off quite wisely. That's so interesting because none of that's really been reported, I think, on like a very newsy kind of scale. No. She's kind of done it behind the scenes a little bit, which is quite interesting. Yeah, she gave one interview to Gail King, I think, just about it because she spoke at some big convention. But apart from that, obviously, she's been going to the schools and doing that under the radar while getting engaged. Yeah, so tell me about this engagement. So he's an art. I love your like, delight, like, you're like legislation, whatever. Let's talk no, about this dude. No, which is awesome, obviously. No, no, I know. <laughs> But I'm really interested to know about this because her, like, all I've seen is a couple of pictures pop up about her having her engagement party, but none of her friends could go, so she felt like she was a loser. Did you see oh, that? Emma come Stone out? was there. That's oh, not, I mean, but she, yeah. but she's not a loser at all. But yeah. I felt like really related to her. I was like, oh, that's like my worst nightmare too, being engaged. Yeah, and not, not having party. Time. Yeah, they rented out some big um, hotel in Brooklyn, had their big party there. I mean, you and I didn't get invited, so we don't know what happened, but it looks pretty <laughs> swanky from the pictures outside. Uh, no, she's uh, she's engaged to cook Maroni. I Maroni, how you say is yeah. It? So he's a New York art dealer and he like works as an art gallery director. So they were introduced by a mutual friend. Um, It has a whole bit of a Harry and Megan kind of hint about it. Like, you know, a friend says, I've got someone you should meet. It turns out to be like, in this case, not a prince, a movie star. So she hasn't actually really commented too much on the engagement. She's got a big ring on her finger and apparently the wedding's coming up soon. But there's also been a lot since she's announced her comeback. So obviously she was in Dark Phoenix, the X-Men movie that came out this year, but it was quite a small part. It was filmed a really long time ago. It also tanked pretty badly. And spoiler alert, her character gets killed pretty quickly. That was in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler. Okay. Um, But she signed on to do this new independent film, which is how she got her first Oscar nomination, how she started out in her career. So it's kind of like she's going back to a bit of a grassroots thing. But the biggest, there's, of course, because it's a Hollywood starlet, there's a lot of um, mystery and kind of conspiracy theories around why she really took time off. And a lot of people are saying it's because she became a hated it girl. You know how, like, once you rise in Hollywood and everyone loves you and um, you kind of get to that level and then the downfall starts, like we've seen it with a lot of starlets in the past, and then people, like, the kind of thing that a lot of insiders are saying is that she was too overexposed. Like, she was doing, she was talking too much at, like, 
talk show appearances and interviews and she was giving too much personal information away and she was too much when she was up on stage and she was always falling over and what people found adorable and cute they started to find really irritating and the press around her and the conversation around her started to be quite negative which is terrible so the kind of PR strategy there they were thinking is that they would kind of take her away from the spotlight and build a bit of mystery up around her so that when she does relaunch her career I mean she's not even 30 yet so it's ridiculous but when she does relaunch her career it'll kind of wipe that slate clean a little bit go Jennifer Lawrence I'm here for that relaunch And that's it for The Spill today. We'll be back tomorrow with more entertainment news. If you have a question, again, for our Bachelor Matt tomorrow, please email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au. And remember, subscribe to us in your podcast app and leave us a five-star review. The Spill is produced by Eliza Ratliff, and we'll see you on mamamia.com.au. Bye. Bye.